right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And of course, what matters to me is that is the Ohio State University is still alive and well and dancing. <laughs> dancing quite well. I think they dance pretty good. Yes, you understand that the man has his craft down. Shooting that jumper, keeping us in the game. I'm, hey, what can I say? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a homer all the way when it comes to those Buckeyes. So, but listen, they earned the right to be there. They're there. I just want to let you know what matters to me. I'm, I'm joined in the studio today by my man, Dougie Mack. What's going on, Dougie? What's up, Ray? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I appreciate you joining me here oh, in, well, thank in, you in for the having studio. Me. Thank I've been you. trying to get Dougie in the studios for, you know, talking about a wealth of knowledge. This man is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to sports. And every now and then he hits me with a little bit about this and that. And this morning we was having a conversation about something that I, I will tell you this. Uh, Dougie and I were having this conversation, and a lot of people are under the impression the man is so polished, so skilled, and has a temperament of which you'd never see him unravel, and that is the commish, the, the, the commissioner, Roger Goodell himself. Many people think that he has a legal background. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, he is not an attorney. E- economics is his degree, his background, well, and he was with the league, but he comes across like a lawyer. Well, that man, that uh, you know, the real history, if you dig deep down, is very interesting because Roger, this is a, a – he is actually living out a dream. Just as many players – Live out a dream. He was a three-sport athlete in high school. You know, he got hurt. Uh, but he had one day aspired to be the commissioner of National Football League. When he graduated from college, uh, I think it was at that time, might have been uh, Paul Tagliabue, you know, and he yeah, sent letters. Yeah, it would have been Roselle or Tag. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think it was uh, Tagliabue and then, then Roselle, I think, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Anyway, he sent a ton of letters. And he continued to pursue the opportunity and got an internship. And if, if it's not my mistake, I don't think he's gone outside of the National Football League since he's left college. Yeah, he's a lifer. He's been with the the, the Shield from day one, and uh, and he thinks he owns it. You he, know, there are well, a lot of uh, the, the, the owners, does. as a matter of fact. Uh, in, in fact, Jerry seems to think that he's got some big Kahuna's. You know, Jerry gives him credit for having some big Kahuna's, and he stands up to the owners as if the Shield is his. Well, he protects the brand, but that's all he's been doing lately is protecting the brand's pocketbook and their bottom line with everything with the the concussions and player safety. I don't know. I mean, there's something that's sort of like a sneaking suspicion that tells me that guy doesn't care. Well, you know, about it's player safety. You know, he it, cares it, about the le- the lawsuits that'll come if they don't act like they care about player safety. It's, it's, so it's interesting I, I don't you say it. that. It is so interesting you say that because many people think it's just a it's a PR campaign in which he's very polished and he is uh, always saying the right things and and he he's one of those that, that he he drives the emotions of individuals. He certainly knows what to say and when to say it. And and, and if you think about it, it's really a catch twenty two. Because how in the world could you fight those people of which have helped you build this brand from everything from from health care to compensation to their parts of the game? And, and then at the same time, you want those people to go out and advocate for the existence of this very game that you're trying to right. you know, take those things away from. I mean, when right. you see you, you asked me that question today, I want to ask you that question on the air. What's that? You know, we're talking it's, it's, it's in the heat of March Madness, but also it's, it's, it's in the heat and, and the time of which, you know, we're approaching the draft. But if you were to have a son in the future, would you let him play football? I would. I would. I think that what what's going to happen is we're eventually going to get our heads around. Uh, Interesting. Getting, the head yeah, is the yeah. problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly how to 
best avoid long-term impact. But we know so far, the best stuff that I've read says that once they know there's been an event, call it a concussion or, you know, something gets their bell rung real good, the best that they've come up with now is 10 days. 10 days, no contact, you can't re-ring that bell, and that gives the guy the best chance of coming back from that. I got my bell rung playing football, and I didn't play like you, Ray. I mean, I played high school ball, and I got lit up a couple oh, you times. Can get lit. Oh, yeah, you can get Blasted. lit. And that's the thing about it. It really doesn't make a difference at what age because there are some things that are consistent regardless of where you play and what level you play. The ground is the ground. If you're playing on, on grass, it's grass. So, in other words, when you fall on that grass, regardless if you're a, a nine-year-old or if you're a 29-year-old guy, you know, you still hit that ground right. with, with the same amount of impact. You know, if, if you're pushed backwards, you know, the speed of which you hit the ground and it impacts your helmet, the back of your brain rattles, you know, that's, that's still contact with, with the ground. And, and don't think that football is the only sport that's injuring brains out oh, there. No, the no, no, second no, there's, most there's, concussions, I believe, is in girls' soccer. Well, I'll tell you what, girls, so, cheer, I mean, even cheerleading. Yeah. You know, we have a shout-out to Kareem. She, she works with a lot of the players here. She brings a lot of guys to the network. And, and she's a former NFL, I mean, NBA cheerleader, mm-hmm. as well as at uh, University of Oregon. She was a uh, cheerleading coach there. And, and her and I talked about this. And you're right about this. I mean, this is, it's, I guess it's, it's not just prevalent in the NFL, but it's the biggest stage. The NFL is the biggest stage right. of which, I guess, if you're going to advocate for, for people in general, in sports in general, to, to stop and look more into and, and, and get a better understanding of how seriously these people are being hurt. Why not use the National Football League to well, do that? Well, also, there's no women soccer players shooting themselves in the chest to commit suicide so their brains, brains can be preserved for, yeah, for that, the benefit of medical science. Well, and, you know, and the thing about science. it, but again, you're going to go to, again, is it has to do with, again, the platform and the stage. The stage is much bigger. So, therefore, the expectations that go along with, with the success that comes along and the celebrity status that comes along, I mean, it just raises everybody's expectations of, of, of defining who and what you are. And that type of pressure, many times kids who have very successful parents will find themselves, you know, trying to live up to the expectations of their parents, and they don't want that. They want to do something different. And so sometimes when you're forced to be this thing that's called a role model, you know, believe it or not, some of those other sports that don't get as much attention, those expectations aren't there. And that some of that stuff is really what it is because when you don't live up to that, you may have lived up to it on the football field, basketball court, or baseball, but when you don't live up to that other thing, you feel as if you really are doing an injustice to those who are counting on you and your community. If you could go back now and do it again and – eliminate any risk for uh, yourself with concussions, but sort of be forewarned for others. I mean, would you have played the game a little bit? Actually, not eliminating. Would you still have played? You were a safety, okay? I mean, you didn't know that there was going to be any impact other than being able to suit up for next week. But, I mean, a safety still has to hit that hole. It still has to be Steve Adwater over Christian Okoye. Yeah, you tried, baby. And and those blasts. I mean, there's no other way to stop a man when you when it's too opposing objects coming together in the hole like that is there than just dip your hips and, and blast somebody well certainly uh they believe that there's a different way to go about it and i do believe there is a there's a different way you i when i look at tackling on, on the football field you tackle according to where you are in terms of your position and and right. based upon the position that you're in then there is either you hit or you tackle if you're the kind of football player that I was, you know when to tackle and you know when to hit. 
And and then there's times where there are people, and Roger talked about this, and that's why the rules have changed a little bit. There are people that are unprotected. And those people that are unprotected and not as smart as Ricky Waters and perhaps maybe as smart as um, uh, Franco Harris, uh, they find themselves where they're in a compromised position and people who love to hit and and have are going to blow them th- up. That's yeah. exactly right. Sean Alexander you comes take, to mind. That's he it. Because if you don't, dips. from my yeah. generation of ball, you your your level of toughness comes into question because those are things that you dream about. You you lay in your bed at night yeah. and you dream about yeah. a chance to hit somebody, mm-hmm. and you got to take that. So then, when the dream presents itself, and you wake yourself up out of the dream and you don't take the hit, then you know then people have some serious because those are the kind of opportunities that 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 are there forever mm-hmm. you know we, some of the greatest hits that we've ever seen in football are are, are there forever you, you see them over and over and over again the league actually markets itself based upon being such a physical football game and so would i play that game again i, I would play the game but one thing about football players as well as people that are in closely associated in the business is everybody learns mm-hmm. and over the and, and this is what I say because those people who are in the medical profession just like I'm 53 years old there are some people now that are 53 years old and older than myself who were part of that game in the medical profession and I would dare them say to me or to my you know members of the fraternity of football when we were playing that they knew things that they didn't tell us I doubt that they would tell us that so I'm going to have to assume that they didn't know back then right and so if they're getting, you know, better educated and research is helping them make the game a safer game, then I'm all for that. But if they're staying in the same spot that they're in, they're not giving us any new information because there's no new research, then I wouldn't. Because now I know what the results are. I, the results are, man, you're, you could be, you know, a vegetable pretty soon. You know, and so for all those guys out there that are saying, hey, guys are just, you know, chasing paychecks. No, the research has shown that. Over a period of time, you're going to get worse. But, see, the research wasn't there before. So when we were kids, they never told us, well, if you play this game years from now, you're going to get worse. Right. They're telling guys that now, but then they're also saying, but guess what? We're going to help you prevent or we're going to slow it down from you getting as bad as we think you can because guess what? We're not going to let you hit. As a matter of fact, there's a young lady out there, and I have the paper. I have to read it more in detail. She's talking about this. How about no tackle football no collision football until you reach the age of maybe junior high or high school i kind of like that idea you know i think that the developing brain is is a big concern here and if we're not protecting our kids you know in, in the early stages i mean i played peewee football and We'd hit. You can get I mean, rocked. We, would, we used to do this drill that was. Uh, Why do you do yeah. that drill? Okay, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Where they would throw it deep like the kickoff, and you'd have to stay between the hashes, and you would go down and just kill somebody. What about where the you know what do we call it? Where the two lines are together, and you can't go you know you can't go out of bounds here. Yeah. And you got two, you got to run head to head. What what is that all about? Uh, it was toughness, man. It was fun. It was it was kind of like the carnal. It's, and that's how you were defined of as being tough if you were willing to do that. Yep. Yep, popping lids, and everybody got fired up, and I still get fired up at a big hit. I'm never going to stop loving somebody's lid getting popped. Yeah, I saw Sports Center, as a matter of fact, this morning, and still, the best play out there all year long is from the bowl game with the guy, no, kid, hits, kid from Michigan. 
got his bell rung. Blast. Helmet went way. Yeah. And everyone went, ooh. And again, he was from Michigan. I don't want to make oh. any jokes about Michigan right now. It's not the time. It's not the place. I tell you what, I hear a little music in the ear. Hey, my man Dougie Mack gonna hang around. We're going to come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at youbet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. It's the Rail of Sports, Voice America Network. I'm in the studio with my man, Dougie Mack. What up? Hey Dougie, so let's 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 talk a little bit. Uh, just to finish a little bit on Roger, because then I want to move into some basketball and stuff yep. like that. I, I read something a while ago, uh, recently, really. You know, where Roger's you know greatest fear. You know, again, this was privately he shared this. You know that that it happened before, and, and I think he's concerned about the fact that it could happen again, and that is that we might lose actually a life of an NFL player uh, as a result, either on the field or shortly after, you know, something happening to that individual on the field. Well, yeah, have we lost one on the field? I know Stingley was paralyzed. Yeah, there was a guy, and I can't, I, you know, there was a guy, I actually cannot remember his name, but there was a guy that, that died uh, as a result, either shortly after, but certainly, um, you know, as a result of... Uh, uh, was it a bad ticker kind of thing, or did he get blasted? It was a heart attack. It was a okay. heart attack. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a heart attack, and... and those kind of things. I mean, recently, yeah, I mean, happens. it didn't happen on the field. What did happen wasn't a game, mm-hmm. but we lost Corey Stranger from mm-hmm. the Ohio State University, played for the Minnesota Vikings, you know, who had, uh, again, heat exhaustion and, and uh, right. you know, complications of, you know, 
uh, being out on the football field, perhaps maybe pushing yeah. a little bit too far. You know, I, I, I can see those kind of things happening. And, again, I think that's because of a lack of, uh, you know, knowledge and understanding the human body. And, and, and it takes time for research. And that's, you know, again, that goes back to the brain and stuff. That's why you got these guys having those suicide drills where you're hitting heads together yeah. because you, you don't know, you haven't done the research to understand the damage that you're doing. So you're doing that thing with little kids, and then you got the bigger guys doing it. And really what's happening now, if you think about it, I will give Roger this much credit, but I think what's happening is as big brother does, so does little brother. Uh, because the NFL is cutting back so much, I think the other guys are cutting back. But let me ask you this. If the NFL is cutting back so much, remember these men are considered experts in the field. If they cut back at the expert level, the highest level, the pinnacle of the profession, and you got these other guys down here who are amateurs who cut back, do you compromise the skill and the quality of the player because you're trying to cut back because these guys are cutting back, but they're cutting back because they're professionals. They know how to tackle. You know, they know well, they, how to block. But you're cutting back because you're worried about getting hurt. Does that mean you're not going to learn how to tackle and how to block? Well, I think you're going to learn how to tackle correctly. I think the NFL has to set the standard. And as much as I don't like the fact that we're never going to see the days of Kenny Easley and Ronnie Lott, and Ray Ellis coming over the middle and blasting somebody. It's never a bad thing to to have the the high mark, you know, the high the the, the standard bear in this case the NFL, you know, take safety seriously and show the other people how to do it because they're not going to do it on their own. College is still much more prone to people getting blasted. They've started to catch up the last couple of years, but you remember a couple, a few years ago, three, four, five years ago, there was really no legislation or nobody was even paying attention to co- in college ball to people getting taken out. So I think it'll trickle down. I think it'll be better for the game. I think it's all right. It's just, I, I, have, I have a follow-up for you though, Ray. I mean, how much of this is bigger, faster, stronger? Oh, I, I don't. I don't think it's that much. I don't. I really don't think it's that much bigger, faster, stronger. Are they still laying the same wood? Yeah, it's, it, they're laying the same wood. Here's the thing about it: is again, you know, the guys aren't running that much faster. Uh, there, there's nobody still broke. How many people have broken Dion's record at the forty? You know, you got a guy a linebacker today. You know, tail. <laughs> you mayo, whatever right, you want to call right. it. You know, again, he's struggling to see if he can break a four seven as a linebacker. Right, you, you, you know, and he's supposed to be one of the best linebackers in the draft. Yeah, but Sammy Ball didn't have any concussions. Yeah, well, here's the thing about it. Think about the helmet that Sammy Ball wore. See, that's what I. Oh, here's what I've said before. Maybe you didn't you you didn't hear the show, Dougie, when I talked about this. But see, the equipment is 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 a much of the problem as the individual. Right. Because if you and I right now. I like the cap you got on there, man. I ain't got my hat on. You oh, got the cap you. on, okay? <laughs> I don't have it on, okay? Right. So, but even right now, if you and I were to make contact head to head, I'd be a little bit concerned because the brim of your hat could, you know, touch my eyes. I got yeah. the glasses on, right? Okay, so let's think about it. With the helmet on, based upon the helmet and how secure you feel about it, you're going to use that as a weapon. Oh, yeah. When you play on the yard with the boys, we don't have helmets on. We don't bump head to head. So what you do know? they do? You think they go back to the leather nah, helmet? No, they're not going back to the helmet. They're just going to make the rules. The, use, the rule is don't use it. And, and if, you, you know, if you use it, you're going to get fined. You're gonna right. Get cut. Can't so, weaponize that helmet can't, anymore. No, that, and that's yeah. what it is. That's a, it's like anything else, man. You know, when you fight on the football field, you know, you get a 15-yard penalty in a personal file. You fight in the street. That's assault and battery. Right. So it's just a matter of, you know, who makes yeah, the rules. legalized and, assault. And, and, see, that's yeah. exactly right. You know, and sometimes when you go overboard, 
You know, you got to think about it. Okay, you know, it's almost like back in the day in the, uh, the fight at UCLA, I think it was, uh, or certainly uh, when, 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 the, when the guy approached the other basketball player, punched him in the eye, caught him, whew, broke his face. Uh, it was a basketball coach. I, again, I, I, I remember. I'm, I'm, I remember the Legarrette Blunt punch, which was at uh, Boise oh, State yeah, that when was, that was, was recently yeah. Oregon at Boise State when he took that kid out first game of the season and uh, broke his orbital bone and got suspended and and that's over the line. That's not cool. No, it, oh, it's not. It's not. not. Cool. Well, just like it's not cool in hockey. You know what? But well, the referee stepped. No, cool, that, no, that's not but cool. That, they allow him to go I, like see, that. I don't though. understand that. Why do the refs step back? Let them fight. They do. Why do they do that? It's setting the tone. It's part of the game. And, and hockey purists will argue until they're blue in the face. I'm not defending it. I don't really have a dog in the fight either way on it. I, I respect it as part of the, the legacy of the game and the way that people establish, uh, you know, uh, their their home turf or if they feel like guys are skating like weak shifts or whatever the case may be, then somebody's going to get blasted. But, you know, they use it as a, as a tool to, to turn the tide, but... I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not defending. I'm going to move on. I'm man, not defending. I can, it. You can't. You know. I don't have. I, again, I don't. I don't have a, a bone in that fight. A, a yeah. dog in that bone. Whatever you call it. Man, but I just. <laughs> I, I just don't you know, understand it. No. I really don't. <laughs> I, they tried to make excuses for it. I, it's, it's to me. I just don't get. It. Okay, let's move on. Because I want to talk All about right. basketball. I really do want to talk about basketball and basketball. In my mind, I, I've always said this: basketball is one of the sports. If not, and 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 obviously too, you can do the same thing in baseball. If you got a dominant pitcher, you could do the same thing. But it all depends upon what level you're at, because that pitcher can't pitch every night. Right. You know, he could be a relief pitcher, but you know, again. Uh, but basketball, you know, LeBron has proven it. Michael Jordan has proven it back in the day, and I'm gonna tell you who's really proven it. But he doesn't get credit because the only thing he proved is that he was right, that he needed help. It's Charles Barkley. And, and the simple fact is that in basketball, if you've got three, three, three very, very, very dominant players, great players, three. you can win championships. Mm-hmm. When I look at the NC2A right now, that's one thing that I'm, I've been seeing ever since Gonzaga and they came in and somebody sent them home already. Already, but Gonzaga was a people. They used to send other teams home. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are a lot of small colleges around this country that could turn their program around and could start generating revenue for their programs if some of these basketball players would start going to some different schools. All of a sudden, now we've got a school. What is this school? Five years old? I don't even what? know if they're that old. Florida Gulf Coast. Are they five years old? I don't even know. I think they're five years I in think existence. It's, I, I think it's actually a vocational school. They uh, they teach pottery and uh, <laughs> home crafts. I uh, I don't even know what that I, well, school listen, is. I don't know I, if I, I want to go that far, man, because they got some student athletes on that team and who are there to get an education. But my point is, they have auto shop. Think about this, man. I was out of the blue. I mean, they're they're in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, is, do you think it's, it's really possible that some of these small universities are going to take a look at it? And, and some athletes may even start to take a look at this and look at it differently because really what happens now is, you know, in college basketball, you, you can be one and done. Yeah, that's the problem, actually. I think the problem with college basketball, 
and it does need to be addressed, is this one and done. It's completely destroyed the game. I used to love college basketball back in the day, more than pro by far, and it was one of my favorite sports because you had these legacy programs. You had Michigan. Everybody knew the Fab Five. You had UNLV with Anderson Hunt and Stacey so, Ogman. Uh, so I hear you. So you're going to try to tell me that oh, you think the guy should not – have the opportunity to go make a living that they should stay. I think that they should do the following. I think they should allow them to go pro out of high school. If they think they're good enough to go, they have that right, obviously. But if they enroll, if they want to go NCAA, I think two years is the baseline uh, you know, deal they should have to be in for because listen, I can live with that. Also, I can live with, I can live you with know, that. We're also, with we're that. also cutting off their opportunity at an education that, you know, these are student athletes. Yeah, but I think allegedly, but, but, but here's what I, I, on that, Doug, let me just say this. I believe that if they have the right, that they've earned the right to get that college education. I think that just one year, if, you, if you're talking about a value in terms of dollars, They've repaid that dollar right there. That one year of existence on that college campus, they've already done the math. It's not they about, bring, they right. bring tons of money. But I, not, what I want to do is I want to be able to have that individual have the right to go back to college whenever they choose to and finish their education. That's a great call. I, I don't know. Is that the case? If they get a full full a boat scholarly right not, now and they go it. and they leave after one year, is that are they able no. Uh, no. to come back and, no. and complete their studies? No, no. No, no. here's the thing about there's some programs that are in place where they are reaching out. And they're allowing student athletes to come back. Let me say that. Not that's not across the board yeah. where everybody is. But but a great majority of they, they, their programs aren't in place like that. They're moving towards that. Some things are there gonna be some landmark changes pretty soon here. Well, in the they NCAA. need to they need to make these kids stick around because you know what? The teams that I look back on in college basketball in my years of watching it and, and think about it, it's it's programs, but it's really teams. And it was those players, I mean, Duke, love them or hate them. And back then I hated them, but I've come around on Coach K. But I mean, you remember Thomas Hill and Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley because they played there for three and four okay, years. But, but, they played together as a team. And I agree. As opposed to you know, Kentucky and Coach Cal plugging in a blue chip every year and just kind of hoping it works. It's 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 not fun to watch anymore. Listen, for college basketball, not as know, much it, fun. The college basketball, college sports is what have you done for me lately? I mean, you got Tubby Smith who gets fired at the University of Minnesota. You got the UCLA coach yeah, who, gets, Tubby, who just gets fired. Was time I mean, for Tubby no, Minnesota. What, what about Ben Howland? Listen, Ben Howland wins the Pac-10, 25 games. Goes take you know. Okay, three, make my last case years, for me. He's won the conference make tournament. Make my case for me. And he gets canned after so 10 years. So do you really years. care about student athletes, or do you care about winning? Well, they cared about his ability to attract the best student athletes in California, and he'd burn those bridges if you believe the article. That well, was out but, a couple but if you think ago, about so. it, like you said, just repeat that again. What you just said, his track record for the past few years has been pretty damn good. Yeah. He's okay, so, 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 so why get rid of him? Because, well, there's an article out the last couple of days that says uh, he had offended so many different AAU coaches and different players uh, just actually on the student-athlete level that they had kind of written the program off. But he just he got recruiting but, No, but they just outside. made it to, they just made it to, uh, again, they're, they're right there at the dance. They, got, they didn't win. They got right. bounced after the first game. But, right. but they're right back in the dance. And they so, had a top-five program so, uh, recruiting class last year. So why are you going to get rid of him? Because he was apparently spoiling the well there in Southern California. This is based on this article is all I got on this. Uh, he had, he'd upset so many different people up and down the chain in SoCal that he would, they were getting recru- out-recruited in their own backyard, and he had uh, apparently kind of like uh, – 
you know, offended some people and turned enough people off that they were kind of off the program and it was time for a change. That's what the article said. I can't stand it. I don't that, know though. about this year. I, don't I mean, know. if you think about it this year, I think they're okay this year. I think they showed up. They just got beat. But listen, they're right back there. You know, I, I, I just, again, you, you got a program like that, a story program. You know, Bill Walton stepping up. Bill Walton, the days of Why when Bill you were. <laughs> yeah, what is that? The days of when you played at UCLA and uh, such a dominant, that's over with. That, that's not going to happen again. No other college team is going to do that. If somebody's that good, they're going to be one or two and done anyway. Yeah. There's not going to be anybody there for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just really don't understand. But if, if you want to talk about, you know, the college experience of the student athlete, then I want to also understand then why don't you also help nurture that student athlete with keeping that coach in place that brought those student athletes to the university and not shipping that guy off because – He's not winning enough Well, games. 10 years is a pretty good time to be. I mean, these days, that's a pretty long stint. I'm not but if the coach saying isn't, but, gone, but, here, but, but here's the thing about it. I, I th- if a coach is not leaving your university, why are you firing him? Unless it's all about wins. Well, it's losses. all about wins. Okay. okay. UCLA, are you kidding me? What else? Are they, they're, When's they're, the last time UCLA won it? Uh, 95, wasn't it? Under Herrick? I believe that was the, the year. It was Toby Bailey and all those 95. kids, the O'Bannon brothers and wow. George Zedek. That's a long time since Ed right. was there. They haven't won it. <laughs> Shout out to Ed. Ed O'Bannon, of course, uh, a good friend of mine now. Ed and I got a couple things in common, but we won't talk about that. We're not going to go there. I hear a little music in my ear. We're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I think these going to take me to break, and I'll be back with my man Dougie back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, 
Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. Another thing that matters to me, LeBron James. I, come on, Dougie Mac. I want to ask you a little bit about LeBron James. Now, you know, He's the man. When, 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 when the man was in Cleveland, and again, that, that man, like Charles was saying, he, he needed some help. He didn't get all the help that he needed. They, they weren't willing to do what he thought they should do, and he moved on. Now he's, of course, with the Miami Heat. And, of course, they're doing a lot of great things. I've got a great streak going Taking on Taking my now. talents to South Beach. And, and LeBron James. Now, has LeBron James, is the monkey off his back? I know he won the gold medal. I know he won the championship. They're now embarking upon a streak of which I think it was the 72 Lakers or somebody, you know. 33 you know, straight. Does he, the record. The record will be something good to accomplish. But I remember LeBron saying, not one, not two, not not three, three, not four, not four, not five. Uh, Does he have to win the NBA championship this year, or will this year be looked at as a failure for LeBron James and the Miami Heat? um, In particular, LeBron James, because LeBron has been the one that the target has been on his back. See, D-Wade had a championship already. Right. And I guess everybody felt that that was okay. One championship was enough for him. Along with Gary Payton, my favorite player of all time, getting his ring on there. Much love out to GP. There you go. (laughs) But, But... are we being a little bit too hard on this man? I mean, he's obviously one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. Uh, is it necessary that he has to win this championship this year or this year and the rest of his years, even to come, will be perceived as he, he's a failure? Should he, I mean, they won all these games. Do you see this as, you know, win it all? Or hey man, this is a bad year. I don't know. I think if I had to, if I had to weigh in on that either way, probably it probably will be even by him perceived as a failure. But I don't think that they're gonna fall short. Who do you think? Who I, I think? think I, fall but, short. Well, uh, well, you know what? For me, I think I, all think the, you, I would. Yeah. I'd rather throw away this record, this winning streak, and win it all than to have this winning streak and then not win the NBA championship. And who do you see it right now? If they have any challengers, who's out there? Uh, I mean, do you, do you really think the Thunder is, is – I mean, they're the quietly East, doing some things. In the East, who, Indiana? <sighs> Come on. I mean, Indiana's a nice team, but they're not the Miami Heat. Well, they have – Chicago. For, they struggle I mean, with Indiana a couple times, but they finally they get over I mean, you know, I'm not saying they won't get taken to six, maybe seven. Or, you know, maybe they'll have to, to dig deep to get through some stuff. Without Derrick Rose, out, the Bulls can't – Derrick Rose, you know, I don't even – you know, no. Anything. The East is a, is a walk. So they walk through. The West beats itself up. And then, you know, is it Kevin Durant's time? Kevin Durant's going to have his time. This is going to happen, as much as it breaks my heart to say it, because it should be happening in Seattle, not in Oklahoma City. And, no, I'm not over it. And I am still going to go after David Stern if I ever get the opportunity. But Well, I, I just think <laughs> here's, here's, here's my opinion about, let, let's say, Durant. I think Durant's game has one flaw in it. It's defense. He's, he's just he's just not the shutdown defensive player. He he doesn't play defense like LeBron. He doesn't play defense like Kobe. He doesn't play uh, well, okay, defense like, okay. like like Michael Jordan. Right, but to and, be and, fair, LeBron never played defense like LeBron until about two three years ago when he took it serious. You know, I mean, LeBron was not a great defender LeBron until all, the last couple few years where he's uh, rounded into himself as sort of. A, I always remember LeBron not giving up on plays and chasing people from you know half court. And coming out of nowhere, he had effort, but he he wasn't a lockdown defender. Kobe 
has, has had to grow into I would say, himself I would as a say, defender. I would say, oh, he wasn't a great I think, defender. Well, here's what I'm saying. I, 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 just, I just would agree that I think that all of them, when they became more complete players, defense was what I think you know set them apart I from agree. some other people. That's a great point. I don't, I'm just not sure that Durant, because of his, his range and his body, I'm not sure he could ever be that kind of defensive player. He seems to be a little bit too long. And, and and his ability to to be agile as some of these other guys are. You know, when you play defense, you don't play defense upright. You know, you got to play. You got to move. Your legs, yeah, you, yeah. you got to squat. You got to move. Yeah. You got to shuffle. Chair. And I'm not sure that he can ever be that. But but other than that, I don't um, know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not giving up on him yet. I think he has all of the opportunities. Well, let's talk all about. Okay, skills. well let's let's shift it to Durant. Should the pressure be on Durant this year as opposed to on LeBron? No. And here's no, why. why well, is that? Well, because they traded away his boy Harden before the season, so that was seen as a bomb. No, 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 no. Know? We no. Let's let's be honest now. Until they traded away Harden, and he went down there and he just set that place on fire down in Houston. Nobody had him pegged to be the kind of player that he is down yeah, there but right that now. That was that was a stomach punch to that organization. Not maybe not to the organization because Presti, the general manager, did what he had to do because he didn't want to give a max deal, and he had to, he had to make that he had to play that. But card. we didn't. But but, the, but you guys didn't even think he was a max player that he should have got max money. Well, I didn't really have a strong feel either way on that. I just thought that it was a tough I thought it was a tough move to get rid of Harden because they had something there. But did you think he was worth the money? Three. I mean, the reason why they well, didn't because they didn't think he was worth the money. Heck, I, it's not my money. Give them all the money in the world for all I care. No, but this and, is going to affect your team. Well, you know, you but can... what did we say coming in, Ray? Three players. That's all you need. Okay, but did you and think... they had three that loved each other. Okay, so did you think he was one of those three that they needed to have yes. in order for them to be successful? Those were the three. It was Westbrook and Durant and Harden. Those were the three. And... Westbrook and and uh, Harden was a perfect fit in that system. I think it was also Westbrook the big fella they never should have let go of. The big fella they did they let go of before. Jeff Green? No, no. Again, I'm having a football moment. The big center that they let go. They should never. He, he was really, you know, the the, the other third. Well, they brought okay. in Kendrick Perkins. Perkins, yeah, okay. right? Yeah. See, they should have they should have let him go. Well, I just don't think that that, that he, those players matter. I don't think again three players you is all you need. You, you, yeah, but you okay, but, okay, yeah. but you can add those guys. Those guys. Are interchangeable. You know, I was what I went to That's a Michael went, Jordan. You, you get to get the Michael Jordan yeah, theory. I went but, to it's, a, but it's three. It's still got to be three. And okay. they had it, and they all liked each other. And Harden like toned his game down to be a good fit with those guys. And I went to an NBA game last weekend for the first time in years because ever since they took my Sonics, I've just been off it. And I'm going again this weekend to see the Pacers. And now last weekend I went and saw the Nets. And the person I was there with, I said, "Are you wait? You're here in Phoenix, yeah? And you're talking about going to games, and yeah. you're talking about going to see." And I haven't heard you say sons yet. There's nothing to see. <laughs> it's the worst thing you've ever seen. It's unbelievable. I was in Golden State when I was in the Bay when, when Golden State was awful oh, back gosh. in the day. And they had nothing. This is worse. Wow. It's not even a team. They wow. should just mail it in and just give everybody So you're actually going to see other – you're going to their stadium to see other people play. I wouldn't watch anyone on the Suns wow. play for a penny. Goran wow. Drogic is a third-string backup in any other program, but they give him so much air. He's he got commercials, man. He's got well, commercials. He's got to sell the carpets around here, you know? I mean, somebody's got to talk for the, the Whirlpool company. But, wow. I mean, who's on that team? They got some 7'4 Iranian guy who wow. 
who who just looks like uh, Mark Eaton's distant cousin. They they have nothing to build on. Scola is terrible. Dudley is, looks like he's gained 50 pounds. Drogic runs around and does whatever he wants, and every now and then uh, Wesley, whatever his name is, looks like something interesting, but... I don't know, Wesley Matthews, who was it, the Syracuse kid? I'm losing no, his last name. No, it's not. It's Wesley, not no, you know I, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. The, the three, the, the swing man. But let's go back Let's go back to the thunder. Defend your thunder for me, please. Defend your thunder. Well, they're not my thunder anymore. I can't talk about it. It just hurts too much. It's like it's like going to my ex-girlfriend's wedding. I just can't root for him. No, but. I said, come on, man. If I'm a Browns and I can root for the Ravens, <laughs> you guys can do it. Come on, you can uh, do it. I, I, I think they're a great team. I think they've survived the trade. I think Durant is the next big thing, and it's obvious. I, he has everything in his game that you could possibly want. His floor game is just ridiculous. He's a leader, and uh, and Westbrook is raw. Westbrook, Westbrook is ridiculous. Russell Westbrook might be the best athlete in the NBA. No, just that's, raw, that's, that's, just raw that's anger LeBron James. And, and strength. That's LeBron James. Okay, maybe, but in terms of raw, just athleticism, but is Westbrook the Achilles heel of the team? Is 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 he such that he thinks it's his team, and and not that it's Durant's team? I mean, it, it, there's going to come a time. Whereas, again, it's a thing whereas there's only one ball and only one person can have that ball at the time when you need it most to deliver. And I think, you know, LeBron and D-Wade, there were times where their press maybe was like, okay, let's decide who's going to be that individual. I think they have now got to the point where the chemistry is so much that they feel each other that they know when they is do. the time for it. could be either they one do. of those two. So it's not like, okay, but let's go to let's go to Westbrook. And, and Durant, I still think that everybody would prefer that Durant have that ball, but Westbrook thinks he's equally able to accomplish the mission, and so therefore there's a struggle at times. There is. Which so, and so, see, that's, that's, that's chemistry there. So yep. Because the chemistry isn't such that it's okay. I agree with you, Dougie. Go ahead, take it, man. You close it out. No, I'm good I, with that. Good. I just think that Westbrook is going to have to learn to play next to him. I think you're right. There's definitely a, p- a potential problem there, but Durant seems to be accepting of him chucking up 25 shots. I, but I think there's been a couple times okay where, 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 Ke- where Kevin was not happy. Yeah, you're right. You know right. what I mean? Yep. And it's obvious. I don't think – see, and that's when where chemistry comes in. I don't think Michael was upset with Scotty if Scotty took it. I don't think Scotty was upset with Michael if Michael took it. I don't think LeBron and D-Wade are upset with it. And that's where I think the chemistry comes in because you trust that individual that much and you want him to have that confidence to go ahead and take it because, again, if, you, if, you, if he has that confidence and he can deliver – and he delivers on multiple occasions, it makes it harder for the other team to decide who they're going to defend. It's a work in progress for so, the Thunder right okay, now. Okay, so how many years they've been together now, though? A Come on, let's think about that. Of, I yes. want to say four, at least. How uh, much time you – come on, man. Well, That's I'm, a couple contracts. They're into this yeah. second contracts now. It's not perfect. I'm not suggesting they're even close to being on par with where Miami's at right now. I think Miami's just ridiculous. So they, so, so just, it doesn't happen this year. For, for Durant, it doesn't happen this year. Uh, I, you know, it might. Which I don't leads know. me back to, the know. For, back, back to the question for – back to the question to, you know, if LeBron doesn't win at all. Is it is it a failure for him this year? I think it is. I think it just might be. It, no, as crazy I, as that and, sounds. Yeah, I, and but that, I think he will win it because the monkey is off his back. The guy is just – it's like he's just been unchained now. He can feel like he, – he, he doesn't feel like he has to apologize for being in Miami anymore. It worked. It's working. They're setting records across that's, the board. That's a great and, point you make right there. Is it, 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 it worked 
and it's working. And he said he was going to go there to win a championship. And I guess he kind of proved the people in Cleveland wrong. I think I think they've I think they've accepted. I think he's moved on. Yeah. But and and the fact of the matter is, I think that once he's moved on and once he won that championship, it's like anything else. It's like you reach a, com- a level of comfort. Where that, there's no pressure anymore. He's showing up. He's playing basketball now. The pressure is off of him. I think we're seeing the, some of the best basketball that we've ever seen, ever, ever, it's ever. Really good. You know, some of these uh, alley oops, <laughs> some of these fast breaks, some, and the pass he threw the other night around my man's back. It, oh. You know, you you, you got to give it. He, to him. he can do some things. That guy you can do some things. There's no yeah. doubt about. It. Hey, I yeah. think I missed the commercial break, but I'm gonna take this break. D, let's do it, man. We got to go to this break. You know, some rail sports on the Voice America Network. Dougie Mac. Man, he got me all off track, but we'll be back (laughs) right after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely spot especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All righty, we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and uh, I want to close this out. I got my man Dougie Mack in the studio with me. Thank you for joining me today, Dougie. Oh, thank you, right? Uh, I want to close this out with a little bit of football, you know, for the simple reason is uh, Manti Teo, if I'm pronouncing it right or incorrect, I'm, I apologize, but the fact of the matter is, today he supposedly, or according to official times, he ran a 471. Um, which is better than what he ran the last few times, uh, you know, at the combine. I think he was somewhere near close to five, you know. Like, it was a four eight four yeah, or something some, bad, something yeah, nature, you know? yeah. And, and, and here's the fact of the matter is, you know, I saw the interview that he did with John Gruden, at least some of it, not, the, not in the entirety. Uh, but, but John pressed him on a couple of things, and I got a lot of respect for John Gruden. The man loves the game. You know, he's passionate about the game. 
Uh, he understands. He can evaluate talent. He, you know, he can read the pulse of an individual. And it appeared to me that John was trying to help him out in the interview where he asked him on a couple occasions about perhaps maybe him being distracted, and particularly in the bowl game against Alabama, because the fact of the matter is, listen, in my mind, I can go back and I can look over, you know, years after years and decades after decades of, of sports, and the greatest players, they perform at the highest level against the best competition. I mean, that's what you want to do, you know. I don't care about the sisters of the poor, it's like when when the big boys show up, you got to put your big boy pads on. You got to play the game. Hey Navy, don't that don't Pitt. don't get don't show don't put don't that film on when I show Navy. up. When I'm a coach, I want to show up. I want to evaluate some film. I want to say, bring me the Alabama game. Boom. Mm-hmm. And so, what game do you think John Gruden had on when he sat down? He wanted to talk to him about the Alabama game, mm-hmm. and he asked him if he was distracted. About all, you know, he walked, he watched him walking into the stadium and all. And, and, and now that John and everybody else is aware of all this other stuff that was going on in this young man's life, he asked him, was he distracted? How was his preparation for the game? This young man said he had some of the best practices. And he was as prepared, you know, this time, as, as good as he's been prepared for any game. But yet still, this is the result. And But then he also said this, Dougie Mack, he said he wants people to turn on the film and watch him play. Well, this is the film that they turned on. Do you believe him that he wasn't I, distracted? Know, again, how could you, you know, here's the thing about it. You want to say how could he not be distracted, but he might have been distracted off the field because for a lot of times, athletes, our safe haven is our locker room and the football field and the basketball courts and the basketball locker rooms. When you get outside of those areas, you're outside of your comfort zone because, you know, everybody there, that's like a per- protected area of which you're in everybody's they're for you all those people are for you when you step outside all those a lot of those people are against you right and and particularly when you step outside and you got to go into a media room you know but when you're there you know hey you're you're the cause there's nothing else going on in the film study room there's nothing else we're talking about except football right there's nothing else we're talking about about your gap your responsibility your assignments you know hey that's all you're talking it doesn't even branch off into other conversations that doesn't happen you stay focused so for him i think the fact that he probably should have been focused but what he did on that field i i'm not sure and again i'm going to say because the alabama game and then you you turn around and, and you're 40 time and I don't want to hear you didn't have time to prepare because you, you, your extended time in in, in the uh, bowl game. The other guys had extended too. Those are guys from you. Uh, you run from, a forty from, right. Dion to go run a four or five right now. I just I'm just not sure. Like you asked me, do I trust him? Did I believe him? He wasn't. Here's the thing about it. He's he in, wasn't believable. Well, I don't understand why he would lie about that though, because it's in his best. Well, it, actually, you're right. It's in his best interest to, to say, say he was distracted. He was distracted. So either he's I can believe you lying. then. Yeah. But to say that you were not distracted and this was the performance, I don't even think whoever's coaching him up. I mean, if he's got an image consultant, if he's worked with somebody getting prepared for the draft, you know, you got this Wonderlink and all this other stuff you got to do. You know, you need to be working with somebody to help you 
in terms, you're going to go sit down with John Gruden. Well, you know you, that well, the world's going to see this. Everyone knows it was a huge thing. I mean, why would you, are you trying to prove to others that you can rise above, uh, you know, turmoil and, and distractions? If the man's no, going to give you. There's the, no point in it. He gave it to him on a, he served it up to him on a silver platter. Yeah. Say you were distracted. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, go, you again. Buddy. Here's say, a softball. Say, say you were distracted. Yeah. Say you were, and he, and he missed softball. it. He, he, he just missed it too many times for me. So I'm going to tell you, I don't think. With the John Gruden, with the bowl game, with the combine, I don't think – I think this young man has hurt himself more than helped himself when it comes to perhaps maybe him being drafted. I certainly would not they're, – they're talking about uh, Chicago. They're talking about Baltimore Ravens. Urlacher. Urlacher and Ray and Lewis. Lewis. Are these the two – is this a guy you take to do that? No. No, this is a you guy. Don't even think about it. Come I on, would, Doug, I, come on, Doug. You got. You're not going to think about there's it. There's other. Well, I mean, I'd I have wouldn't. To, I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to convince I, I really you to wouldn't. take. I, I wouldn't. I don't like the way he comes across. He seems inauthentic. There's just something that you can see him working when he's talking and and trying to answer the questions about this whole problem. I don't. I don't think I want that guy in my locker room. What? What a distraction. You know. You don't think some of those other players are going to start talking about catfish? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're going to hear some things said. He's well, a that's what they say. They, they say you're going to hear that. But what I would certainly say this is, you know, it's almost like, and I'm going to throw this out there. He, I, I, he, not that he is that person, but that these kind of things happen. You always, in sports, you're always aware of who is about to replace someone that is uh, a mainstay in your system. Oh, that would be the worst thing for him. You see, to, so so to think that All the that next pressure. the next Ray Lewis is Man's this person, the, the 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 next Erlocker is his best case scenario is like a third round grab and come in and and fight for a starting position and and maybe get on the field for uh, the first two downs and not a three down player and and sort of work his way into a system as opposed to you're the next Ray Lewis. Yeah, and the thing about it you're is the next I, I, I got to be honest. See, no way. You're, there's certain things that happen in football that you know you look at it and it really it really sticks out to you. It, it just it jumps off the screen. And and one thing about it is you don't have to be fast, but you can be quick. And he doesn't appear to me to be fast or quick. And and a guy that's quick actually looks like he's fast, but he's just moving quick. Right. You know, so and a guy who's who's fast, you know, it may sometimes he runs so smooth that he looks slow, but he's fast as hell. Right. You know, and so this guy doesn't do either one of them. He doesn't he, impress. No, and then and then in terms of, you know, I know football is trying to be a much safer game. But I can't tell you when I saw him. Man, you walked in his office this whole year, and I've said, "Man, did you see that hit, man? Not about? once. I didn't see him pop one lid. And he's a middle linebacker. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't. I don't see the aggression. The the. I just don't see it from him. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you, and that that bothers me because, you know, a middle linebacker has to be toned down. Mm-hmm. He, he the middle linebacker is not a person. Where he is, you know, he's certainly not the the nicest guy, the most lovable guy. There's some things in there where it's borderline, like, wow, man, this guy, he may, he, did he just break out last last week? <laughs> you know, he doesn't have any of that in him. So I'm, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about him, but we'll see. I mean, the draft is coming up pretty soon. Young man's got a chance to get a nice paycheck. After all, it's like hitting the lottery. But I'm not sure it's going to work. I don't want him at my barbecue. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> 
<laughs> that Dougie Mac, he does not want him at the barbecue. Not a ticket coming your way. No invitation. But I tell you what, you all have an invitation to come back next week to listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I see a little bit here, but I'm not sure. I think I'm happy. No, my man just cut me off. D did it to me. He hit me square dead with counts. Make sure you watch The Ohio State University. We're playing against U of A. Wow. That's game. okay. I'm going to have a hard time walking into the office after we win. But I'll be sure to come back. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Dougie Matt. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.